Hello and welcome to another episode of Book Faces Live, the show where we talk to the faces behind your books. I'm Nathan Van Coops, and uh, with me I have returning guest uh, Cecilia Mecca. Welcome back to the show, Cecilia. Thank you, Nathan. Always good to see you. So you're you're back. I know you're you're energized. You just came off of a couple of uh, author conferences, mm-hmm. and um, you're feeling good. I'm sure you've uh, gotten to do lots of fun networking the last couple weekends. Yeah, a lot of fun networking. So uh, a conference in Boston. It was an RWA, but that was mostly, you know, I connected with Shane and we talked um, launching indie and stuff like that. It was a great weekend. And then this past weekend was at Sell More Books. Um, and that was great. And a different reason. I met a lot of new people. And uh, like you said, I have a list of <laughs> this thing. And I'm going on vacation next week. So I'm going to be thinking the whole time about all these things I need to do. And actually, yeah. this morning, I was like, you know, maybe I'll use my time while I'm relaxing to put together a, a content, you know, kind of plan and... and yeah. There's no downtime. I mean, there will be, but my head is just... But it'll be spent. on a deck chair on, on a yeah. cruise ship. So I'll be in a deck chair with a drink, and I'll be like, let's put together a content marketing calendar. There you go. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's always fun if you got a you know, margarita in your hand. You know, <laughs> Everything's better with the margarita. That's my message for today. <laughs> and it's, it's, it is only nine, at 9 o'clock in the morning, so maybe you're know, <laughs> here, but you know, whatever. <laughs> no, I just have my tea. So. And I realized, actually belatedly that I'm full-blown Star Wars because I have my, my Star Wars gear, but then I put my tea in here, and I'm like, they're going to think I'm, <laughs> I'm fine here. Yeah, no, that's good. There's there's trailers out to fanboy about, so like this or fangirl about, so like we're, we're getting ready. We're getting ready. Yes. The preparation starts now. Oh, yeah, it's December, almost December. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to have you back on the show. It's always it's always fun to chat with you, and then it's, uh, it's even more fun to do these episodes because you have so much information to share. Obviously, you're a uh, um, you know, very knowledgeable person, especially when it comes to social media, which is going to be uh, the topic we're talking about today. Um, it's been something that's been, of course, on a lot of people's minds uh, with a lot of changes going on to various mm-hmm. platforms, and uh, especially with Facebook, which is mm-hmm. um, a big place for authors to, to connect with their readers. So I'm hoping we can discuss a little bit of, of you know, the relationship, how we, how we build relationships with authors via the with other uh, readers, rather, and then also with authors. Sure. Um, that's something that we can kind of dive into with this episode. And, and um, obviously, you've been doing a lot of it. You've got a new Facebook group for, for authors, which I think is fantastic. You have, Thank of you. course, your... I actually just recently joined your uh, reader group as well, just to, to see all the fun stuff you do in there. Yeah, I saw you in there. Yeah. And uh, so maybe we could start there. Let's, let's okay. start with um, why should authors be building relationships with their readers via social media? Yeah. So God, we could talk, I could talk about this all day. So, um, I mean, social media, the social part of it is the, the important part. And you can get so much feedback from, um, from readers in specifically groups. I mean, and this is one of the things I actually spoke at sell more books and we talked social media and I said, you know, you don't need to be everywhere. I'm everywhere because I love it. You know, mm-hmm. and one of the benefits of being an author is being able to design the life that you love and a day that you love. And, you know, being a full-time author, some people can write for seven, eight hours a day. I can't. I write mm. in the morning and then I love doing this stuff in the afternoon. So um, for me, being on Pinterest or and LinkedIn and Twitter and all of them, I love it. But I wouldn't suggest that for everyone. You know, they say pick one or two and I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, but it's hard to ignore Facebook because it has, what, 2.3 something billion users uh, and definitely there've been changes. And one of those changes they had just had was like a week ago, the F8 Facebook summit, 
one of those changes is kind of moving toward the private communities and, and groups. So I think now if anyone doesn't have a group, and I was a late adopter to groups, I'll tell you, this is a more recent thing for me, like in the last year. Um, so I definitely didn't get on the bandwagon probably as soon as I should have, but now is the time if you're not already in it because mm -hmm. they are prioritizing them. Uh, the new design on mobile is going to put groups front and center. They talked at the FAA a little bit about how people are going to discover groups mm -hmm. and, you know, that they really want people to find groups that are kind of relevant to them. Yeah. And so because of some of those changes, you know, I'd say it's definitely one of those places that maybe you should be if you're looking at social media. And it seems like almost like a, a philosophy shift on the part yeah. of Facebook where they're saying, okay, yeah, we do have to crack down on, oh, there's all this political junk, there's a lot of stuff yeah. that's just content that's being repurposed everywhere. It's not actually original, it's not actually um, necessarily good content. It's just people are sharing all kinds of randomness out there. Mm -hmm. And it seems like they're they're starting to focus in on like content creators, um, mm -hmm. you know, people who are actual influencers who are creating original stuff, and mm -hmm. saying, hey, these are the people that we want to kind of be the face of Facebook. Um, same with on YouTube, yeah. obviously, and things like that. So it definitely uh, seems like if you understand the philosophy behind it, it makes sense, but it's a good thing for authors because authors so. are content creators. We are people creating original stuff, um, especially when it comes to you know video, things like this, that are going to be more visible now if you get on board with it at least. Um, so I think, I think it's an interesting shift. I mean, I think it's a timely yeah. shift on the, on the part of Facebook, obviously with all the stuff that's been going on with, with uh, political, you know, yeah, you know the Russians, all that whatever stuff has been you know mm -hmm. going on. I think it's it's a it's an important thing to be um, aware of. So, in terms of actually the, the the nuts and bolts of the relationship part with your readers, um, so we have we have email lists normally. Of course, you know, everyone mm -hmm. bangs the the subscriber list drum, which is great. Mm -hmm. We have our mm -hmm. that monthly newsletter, but Facebook is different. Facebook. You got to give and take, and we got people coming back, and they can post things too. Um, what are some ways that you're building your relationships with your readers, especially like with your historical romance? I know you launched a new paranormal mm -hmm. it, or urban fantasy. Paranormal, yep. Or paranormal. Okay, so you've you've got you've got, you've have a clever combination now, kind of. Yeah. With your, that had to be tough. Um, that was tough. Yeah. But you've got maybe you can talk a little bit about sort of branding yourself and how to get yep. people on board your kind of Facebook group team. Yeah, I mean, I, I can talk about that specifically because I just combined the group. So I had, I was historical for a year and a half, two years, and just this year went paranormal. So my original intention was to have everything together except the groups because I actually, and I talk to my groups all the time. That's one of the best things about the group is getting feedback and about going live, getting that, that live feedback. And they kind of seem to say, yeah, let's, let's make this separate. You know, vampires are very different than Scottish kilted 13th century guys. So yeah. I originally did make them separate, but then I realized there was a lot more crossover than I had expected. Unfortunately, my also bots told me there was a lot more <laughs> crossover than I ever expected. Yeah. Um, and I was seeing the same, a lot of the same people in the group. So I thought, you know, this isn't really working. So I, and that's a great thing that, about what we do. I could pivot pretty quickly. Um, came up with instead of border ambassadors and immortal ambassadors, the new group is called Blood and Brawn. Mm -hmm. I'm not that clever. That was actually a reader. You know, I put out, up a poll because asking for feedback is the number one way you can engage. You know, just ask for it. Mm -hmm. um, ask for, I, I want your opinion on this. Um, looking for feedback on this. I could use advice on this and just kind of using those trigger words that you know, feedback. So that was one of the things I said, okay, um, I'm going to create, you know, this combined group. Do you have any ideas? 
And that was a reader who came up with Blood and Brawn. And so now it's Blood and Brawn and it's, you know, a combined group. Um, and we talk about the same themes. I mean, today, you know, and they talk about those weekly men kind of things that, that are pretty powerful. And a lot of people do them. So I don't think that's kind of a new thing. But um, Wednesday, we have Humpty Hadi GIF Wars. And so, you know, we'll put up a, put up a GIF. And uh, that's what I'll be doing as soon as I get out here. And then someone else can put up a better GIF. And, um, you know, they absolutely love it. But that could go on either group. So I said, you know, let's just combine it in, into one group. Um, but yeah, getting that feedback is, is just essential. I also think, too, I mean, you, you all, all hear me a lot talk about, um, and I know you advocate the live video mm. and video. And so in the F8 Summit, they really talk about groups and video. And I think those two things really can work together. Um, you know Mari Smith, I'm sure. She's like Facebook guru. Um, not, she not talk- familiar with her, actually. Oh, she's amazing. You have to go check her out. Her name is Mari, M-A-R-I Smith. Okay. Um, I basically follow everything that she does. She's just, she's a Facebook marketer. Um, and her suggestion is basically once a week for Facebook. And then, so I was doing once a week Medieval Mondays. And mm-hmm. then when I kind of combined the two into the paranormal, I couldn't think of a, a clever name. So I literally just kind of let it go for that reason. Um, and so now I'll do it, you know, a few times a month here or there. But I... I, one of the things that came out of that F8 is how they're going to prioritize video. And one of those ways is, like you mentioned, original content, but also weekly. So they're mm-hmm. looking for people that are coming back on a regular basis for the same uh, original content. Mm-hmm. So immediately when I saw that, I, I, you know, it can't be Medieval Monday, but I'll go back to the group and say, okay, Blood and Brawn, what are we going to name this? Yeah. Definitely reinstituting a Facebook Live. And, you know, I can't break my own rule. And I probably will do commit to a live on my page and a live in the group. Um, but Facebook, you know, Mari, I think, says, and this always kind of sticks out on my head, 70% live, 70% video. So that includes mm. the, the live video and then the video you put together. Um, what is it? 20% images. No, 30, 20, 70, 80, 90, 100. Yeah, you can tell. Like, I love that. <laughs> 70% video, 20% images, 10% links for Facebook. And I don't, I think a lot of people are way heavier on the links, you know, probably right. than that. So, and I try to follow that as a guideline. And yeah, you know, if you really want to jump into the Facebook algorithm and do it right, something like that is probably a good percentage to follow. Maybe while we're on the, the reader author relationship side, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> obviously this is a relationship that, like you said, <clears throat> even though you're combining two different genres, the relationship mm-hmm. is really with you as right. the author. Um, that's kind of where you're focusing. You're, you're building the relationship between the readers and you, regardless of what you're writing. Because who knows, you might be writing a totally different genre in a couple of years. Right. But, um, and it, like you said, you are getting the crossover because obviously you're connecting with people on a, on a level that they, they like. Mm-hmm. Um, for people, maybe for authors who aren't full-time, for example, and maybe don't have a ton of time to be doing this, um, how are what are some of the tips you have for building these relationships in sort of a uh, efficient manner. Um, obviously, you said consistency is good coming up with something. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have that much content to post, for example, like I publish a new book once a year. So mm-hmm. it's not like I can always be posting about the book. Right. What are some other things that you found have been really great for engagement? Um, I actually think that's not a bad thing that you don't have. When people have too much content, that was actually when I kind of rapid released the new paranormal this, this year. And I did mm-hmm. January, February, March, three books. It was awful. I never want to do that again because I was—I felt like I was constantly promoting, and I absolutely hate that. Um, so, 
you know, you really should only be doing that maybe 20% of the time anyways. Um, I would say taking a step back in knowing your brand. So you talked about brand and I don't know if I ever answered that, but if you don't know your brand, then you really can't, you can't broadcast that and you can't mm-hmm. connect with readers a- around, centered around that brand. Um, and I didn't for a while. I mean, I thought I was just a historical romance author. That was my brand, but it wasn't. And there's a lot of historical romance authors. If mm-hmm. that was all of our brands, then no one would be differentiated. Um, so I had to figure out that my brand was really, and to do this, you could go and look at reviews. Um, what are people saying about you? What do they like about your books? And then talk, if you have a group, you know, talk to readers. That's how I figured out 100% my brand. And what I landed on was, you know, this kind of empowerment of the female uh, kick-ass heroine who, you know, takes names and maybe has tames the alpha male. And so now my brand, if you look at Instagram or if you go onto my group, you're going to see a lot of that undercurrent, you know, the let's mm-hmm. kick ass, let's like, let's, you know, girl power and go for drinks. And, you know, I always yeah. say that there's a lot of drinks on my Instagram. What's with that? You know, I, I'm not an alcohol brand, but it's about just getting out there, having fun, connecting with your friends. Yeah. And I think on my Amazon page and on my website, it says, you know, you'll want to be best friends with my heroines, whether it's mm-hmm. Alessandra from Blood White or Sarah from the Border Series. Um, that's my brand. So you want to be best friends with my heroine, best friends with me. And, and I'm not joking. I mean, I have made friends in my group. And so knowing that brand, I think, is really important. So then mm-hmm. once you say, okay, this is what I, how I want to kind of stand out. This is what my brand is. Then you could start thinking about, now, how do I engage on that level? And you start seeing things. So if I know in my head kind of this empowerment, let's go have fun, kick ass, I could start seeing things to post, start mm-hmm. thinking about questions to ask. Um, and it's always about asking those questions and engaging them, whether it's polls or surveys or, you know, a day doesn't go by where I'm not asking some kind of open-ended question. Mm-hmm. I might give information like, hey, I found this really cool tidbit when I was learning about, you know, whatever I'm researching, but that's not really going, that's, hey, cool, that's amazing, but that's not really opening up a discussion. So every day, one thing, and that's what I would say if you are limited to time, just think of one way that you can engage, open a discussion if it's not, if it's just an open-ended question. Um mm-hmm or a poll, or again, ask for advice and things like that. But doing it around kind of one central brand or theme that makes you stand out, that would be to me the, the number one thing to start thinking about. Mm-hmm. This has, um, all social media, of course, has the potential to be a massive time suck. If yeah. you're researching things to post, actually posting things, then actually doing the engaging and actually communicating and building the relationships. Um, any advice on knowing when to turn it yeah. off and walk away and, and get your writing done? <laughs> yeah, Never? No. <laughs> I'm really bad at that. I For, for me, I just have it scheduled. So mm-hmm. um, I, I by 9 or 9.30 every morning, obviously there are exceptions, but by 9 or 9.30 I'm writing. And I know if I don't set that for myself, I will literally be on social media, especially me, because I'm on every social media. I'll be on there until noon. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I set that for myself. I give myself an hour in the morning because I know I need it. I can't really focus on the writing if there's like unanswered Instagram direct messages. I just can't. Um, an hour in the morning, and then I'm writing. And then by lunchtime, if I've hit my two or 3,000 word count, uh, if 2,000 I'm happy, 3,000 I'm happier, 4,000 I'm over the moon. Um, and that's kind of where I land. And then mm. for the rest of the afternoon, I'll give myself some leeway to create content and do these other things. Um, and I was kidding about content calendar because I talk about this all the time, how I really want to have one, but I don't. Okay. I also find it's somewhat helpful to just see what's happening. Like, what are the trends on Twitter? I usually start my day with Twitter. What's happening on Twitter? And something will spark an idea, usually, 
whether it's the author group or the reader group uh, for that day. So, you know, in some ways I don't like having a calendar. I like it to kind of be on the fly. Mm. And really, if it's just one, like I said, one question that kind of comes up as you're writing or as your day goes through, um, popping that in there as a survey. Same thing on Instagram, using stories to actually engage. Use the surveys and the polls and that kind of thing. If you have no other time, then make it open-ended. Um, How have yeah. you encouraged your readers to post things themselves and start their own threads and conversations? Like Obviously, cause that can be a big help if they're providing the content Absolutely. for Absolutely. Yeah, if you're not constantly you know, the one who's doing the post, yeah. um, you can ask them, and I have yeah. asked them. I've, I've said to them, hey, these three people are my top commenters. You are doing an amazing job um, engaging people in conversation. Thank you for that. I private messaged all of them. So mm. it will give you your top commenters and your top people in the group. Message them. You have a message button. They love to hear from you privately, and I do this yeah. regularly. Um, thank you so much for being a top commenter. That that means a lot, and that you know keeps discussion going. Well, what do you think that they do? Turn around and say, um, let's do more of that. You know, and they yeah. do. Uh, it just really goes back to that social of the social media part, and you know building not just readers but friends mm -hmm. and i know now things about my readers like i know who's having a baby i know and you can't be you have to be genuine with that if it's if you're just doing it if you if it's not comfortable for you and you're just doing it because you know you're supposed to it's probably you probably need to find a different strategy yeah. um but actually asking for them to do that you know hey this is a great discussion um thanks for leading it and that kind of thing i don't have i know some people have administrators kind of more formal um, relationships where they, you know, will post. I don't have that, but I constantly am thanking people who are starting discussions and saying, that was a great discussion. Thanks for leading it. And then they do more of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have some people watching us. Uh, Marilyn is watching. Kevin's watching. Chrissy's watching. Marilyn says, love the dual handle mug. So clever. She's yeah. <laughs> Princess Leia mug there. It's <laughs> Princess Leia. Yeah. Um, so maybe we could shift gears a little bit and talk a little about the author to author relationships that you can build sure. on Facebook. Because it used to be, back in the day, there was Facebook groups for authors, but it was just a bunch of people you yeah. know, dumping their books in there and being like, hey, buy my book. And then there was yeah. a thread of 500 authors in there all posting their books that no one ever bought because they, it was the wrong place. It was the wrong yeah. way to do Facebook groups. Yeah. But now there are so many other better ways <laughs> to do Facebook groups. Can you talk a little bit about some of the relationships you can build <laughs> with other authors um, via Facebook? Yeah, and this is a selfish thing for me because I like people and I, you know, I think probably if I had to pick one most difficult thing about being an author, it's the isolation, it's the empty room, it's mm. the sitting at my kitchen table. So for me, it's it's part of just kind of what I need to be healthy and happy in this space because um, I love people. So, mm. and I do truly think like networking and conferences are really beneficial. I've met so many authors that way. Um, but they're not always super practical. So I think the groups are a great way to connect. Uh, there are fantastic groups out there. And, you know, did we need another author group? I don't know. But, you know, when Shane and I, Shane Silvers and I have the launching indie, when we were at Nink, one of the things we talked about is just wanting to continually focus on the positive. So there's always going to be something you can't control that's crazy mm -hmm. out there in this space and every space. Um, you know, my Amazon Dasher, the, the author rank is stuck for three days. Like, I, I can't control that. Um, so we kind of wanted a space where we didn't really get in the weeds like that. And we were talking about what we talked about live, the big things, you know, being motivated to hit that next level. And so mm -hmm. that's why we created Launching Indie, just to kind of have that tone, you know, that motivational, like, let's share really good, positive things. Um, 
but there are some great Facebook groups out there. Like you said, for me, I, I can't imagine not connecting with others because you never know when you're connecting. Like he's urban fantasy. I was only historical at the time. It doesn't seem to make sense that the two of us will work together, but you just never know when you find um, other authors that you can collaborate with in different ways and just being always open to that. I really, truly kind of come to new relationships always with like, I think that there's ways that we can work together. And I, um, you know, I did that. I was a blogger. I, I guess I consider myself kind of a blogger, but I was a blogger where I was going to blog conferences and things like that and ended up building a business with someone. Um, and I just found some such neat ways to work with people and share audiences. Mm. And obviously there's the, the obvious stuff like I'm a paranormal author, you're a paranormal author, let's work together and share our audiences and grow. Yeah. But it's the less obvious stuff that you just never know when someone will have a skill that you lack that you can kind of barter with and trade yeah. ideas with. So how did that conversation, I know you met, uh, Shane at Nink and you were able to, to hang out there in person, but what was that conversation like being sick? Cause I mean, he's, he's a busy guy. He's got, yeah. you, know, he's, you know, seven figure author, you know, he's doing mm -hmm. really well for himself. What was the conversation like to be like, Hey, um, do you want to like take some of your time and start this new Facebook group <laughs> with me? Like, I was like, I am so awesome. You realize this, right? You're just not going to like <laughs> not work with me in some capacity. He is really busy. And I think, and there are definitely like kinks to work out because he has a different process too. So he and will he has write. His own group, for, of course, to run. Yeah, he has his own group and I mean, he's super busy and he'll write for eight hours and he's gone. But now I know that, you know, if he's in the writing cave for a week or a month, mm -hmm. um, you, you're not going to see him. Yeah. <laughs> That's just how it is. And it's how he works differently. How did the initial conversation go? I just think after a few days of really talking kind of higher level, like the philosophical level, um, I think it was just, you know, I also helped, we, we talked about the social media stuff. So I also have a, an influencer business and he said, yeah, is there any way that that could, you know, kind of feed into this particular genre? And I said, I haven't had a great crossover, but I do know how to run Twitter parties and this and that. And he was interested in that. It's like, what's a Twitter party? How does that work? And so we actually yeah. did one for one of his launches. And so I think that's how the conversation ran. And then I said, you know, I, I, as a background with a background as an educator, it's something that I'm interested in definitely at some point in the future, you know, doing the, my last um, five years, I was a teacher for 15 years. And then my last five, I was a curriculum consultant where I designed workshops and spoke to groups of people. And so I knew someday that would probably find its way into the author business, but not yet because I'm not at, I don't feel like I'm at that level where, you know, I'm not at the level where he is per mm. se. So I said, Oh, someday I want to do this. And I think it kind of made sense for the two of us because he's kind of there, but yet he might not have the time to constantly engage. Like in launching indie, you'll see me every day. So we do have yeah. different roles and, yeah. um, understanding that we're different people. We communicate in different ways and we have different time constraints. So again, kind of filling in those gaps. What are you yeah. good at? What am I good at? How can we possibly work together? Um, great power of collaboration. You know, yeah, example yeah. There. And that, that's great. Um, I see Shell Bliss is watching. Uh, Christina Benjamin is watching another social media influencer. Um, Marilyn says, Cecilia, you are such a pleasure to listen to. So, ah, that's um, nice. Yeah, that was a nice comment. <laughs> that's good because I talk a lot. So that works. <laughs> um, yeah, so that you, you have launching indie and, um, it's it, for anyone who isn't familiar with it. If you're an author, it's, it's a, it's a great group. It is a great positive space with a great positive vibe. And, um, like I said, of course you get to see Cecilia every day. So, yay, um, it is. it's a lot of fun. And yeah. again, it's a, it's very selfish too. I just like connecting with people and yeah. I can't imagine not doing it every day in some way. So. One of the things that I found too is I'm, I'm a member of quite a few groups. I mean, some gigantic ones like, you know, 20 bucks 50K or, mm -hmm. you know, 
30,000 people or whatever is in there. Yeah. But I'm also in some with four people, you know, mm -hmm. because there's also a, a space on in social media where you can say, hey, you know what? We don't need a massive group. We don't need the, the mm -hmm. whole group think tank on this. Maybe let's just get, get a smaller um, little brain trust where we can share more personal things about mm -hmm. our businesses and things like that. Um, is that something that you, you do as well? Yeah, so we have a mastermind group with a few authors and like literally on every level as you're talking I'm thinking I'm in a group with five people with 20 people another group with 200 I have my own groups I have a um, paranormal author group and a historical author group and I think they're actually called PNR authors and historical authors okay. and I started those at the beginning of both of those kind of genre journeys knowing how powerful it can be to connect with people mm -hmm. um, so yeah so I have those groups and I facilitate those and we'll do like group projects group giveaways group book bub follows things like that mm -hmm. um, and then another group like that, I mean, interestingly, you know, we're talking about Facebook groups. <clears throat> we are doing a big, large summer group giveaway with historical authors. And everybody had to choose one thing that people would do, whether it's follow me on BookBub or Amazon. And uh, I said, I want people to follow me in my group because if they follow me on BookBub, they're going to get a blast that I might have a new book. I'm right. looking for relationships. Yeah. So if they're going to follow me anywhere, bring them into my group where I can actually talk to them and yeah. so it just kind of i know that went around about a little bit but just shows like where i no, kind of place like, that it's where your focus is it's the long-term relationship right. you're building not the right. short one-off sell this book uh and hopefully right. you'll a reader on the tail end of it you know um like that relationship you can build a relationship first and then sell the books as opposed to the way around right i, I, I think cool. i saw i saw this quote and i put it on one of the slides in my talk last week it's social media I didn't come up with it, but it's clever. Social media is not a secondary sales page. So mm. we already have an Amazon sales page with all of your books. Mm. If your Facebook is nothing but another sales page, you know, you have Amazon for that. That's not what it's for. Mm. Um, you know, 10% yeah. of the time, maybe. Yeah, good point. Um, Joe Slaughter says, just signed up. So you got another Creative Indie member. Yay. Um, that's, I think that's fantastic. Yeah, so I, yeah, I think it is important to look at your different goals as, as far as how you use these groups and then know when to keep it small, when, know, when, know when to go big mm -hmm. and kind of like piece out, obviously within, within reason because you only have so much time to spend on social right. media. But you can find a lot of value in, in each of these different options. Um, as far as sure. other social media um, that you've found really useful besides Facebook groups. What's your other, what, if you had like a, have a second, yeah. second pick, what's your second pick? Right now it's Instagram. So yeah. Facebook, if I had to pick two, I'd say Facebook groups and Instagram. Um, not necessarily selling books on Instagram, but I've been able to pull people into reader magnet, um, get them off of the feed and into my direct messages. That's the goal mm -hmm. for my Instagram. Um, again, so it's almost like that, that relationship kind of build where Instagram, I love Instagram, but you're really just kind of putting information out there to, and sometimes people are commenting, but my goal is to build relationships. So to do that, I need to talk. I need a back and forth. And mm -hmm. since I don't have 10,000 followers, they can't swipe up and go somewhere, but I can send links and direct messages. So now I have a giveaway. That's where I'm going. Hey, here's, you know, here's a, a giveaway. I'll put it on the feed, put it on the stories. But the call to action is, message me for the link because once I get somebody in my direct messages, I can talk to them mm -hmm. um, and facilitate a new relationship. People will say, yes, that's time consuming. Um, it's not too time consuming for me because it's the most important thing I do in my day is build relationships with readers. But uh, those would be the two, I would say. And LinkedIn, I know LinkedIn is better for nonfiction, but I'm kind of experimenting a little bit with that because 
mostly because Gary Vee told me to, <laughs> but also because I know LinkedIn has a lot of potential. So um, if there's one I'm experimenting with, it's that just to see if I can gain any traction over there. But those would be my, my big two right now. How linked are your social media sites and your newsletter? Like, as far as how often you're putting out newsletters and how much you're trying to drive people from one to the other? Yeah, so um, I right now I'm constantly pushing my groups. Like yesterday I put out a newsletter and I try to keep it to one or two calls to action. Um, and it was really about kind of the audio books. Like I've been catching up with audio, so I have like six new releases on audio. But then the second thing I, I was like, okay, which social media? I can't talk about Instagram. I almost wanted to because I'm going on the cruise. I know I'm going to be very active on Instagram, but I mm-hmm. thought, no, it's really about the group. Let's get people into that group. So um, I focused on getting them into the group. And I also have a button for the face of the blood and brawn in every newsletter. So, um, and I send a newsletter every other week, so bi-weekly. And Instagram, I try to post um, one news feed a day and then one to three stories a day. Twitter, at least five tweets a day. Wow. Uh, Pinterest, I give myself a weekly goal. Uh, LinkedIn, a weekly goal. Um, what else? Am I missing any? And then, of course, Facebook. Uh, I used to post on Facebook the page once a day. But really, since the page, since the algorithm has tanked pages, now it's just I'm happy with one live a week and then maybe one or two posts. I've really moved away from pages. To me, I see pages now as as a way to drive people into the group. Mm -hmm. Um, And they do work together. And Facebook wants you to continue to use them, but they want you to pay. So, and I'm all about the organic social media. So that's one place I've backed off on is the Facebook page. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't posted one of mine in a long time, and I, yeah. I worry yeah. about that. I'm like, uh, that's going to look like yeah. good. I have right my pinned post is like, want to know where the action is? Like, go to the group. <laughs> yeah, go into the where, group. This is where things are happening. Exactly. Like, people look on my page and like, wow, he hasn't posted anything in months. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, is he dead? I, like, is he still alive? I try for once a week, but um, it used to be daily, but not anymore. Yeah, well, that's important. Um, as far as, I mean, obviously there is some worry when it comes to putting all our eggs in Facebook's basket here mm-hmm. socially. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you, you say, do you have stuff going the other way from like trying to get people onto your newsletter as well from Facebook, just, just in case like yeah. algorithms change and all of a sudden now I can't reach, they got rid of groups. You know what yeah. I mean? Like any kind of preparation you do for that sort of thing? No, I just, but I have it, I have it on my mind. If I had a content calendar, I would do that probably twice a month, you know, and, yeah. and deliberately get people over there. But I think I posted that just the other day. Um, but if there's really... If there's no reason for them to be in the newsletter, where are they going to go there? So mm-hmm. I do have exclusives in there. I have exclusives everywhere. And so, you know, as I know, a lot of people do. And I think being able to say, hey, if you go over to the newsletter, you're going to get this once a month or, you know, vice versa. So, um, yeah, cross-pollinating, I think that's huge. Yeah. I have a personal newsletter goal for 10% a month. Um, you know, I want to kind of increase my newsletter um, because yeah, that's the only thing you own. So I agree with you on that. Definitely don't want to put my eggs in the Facebook basket. And so if I have Facebook groups and Instagram, that is the Facebook basket because it's one and the same. Yeah. Um, and I still love Twitter and I have to tell you, like nobody talks about Twitter, but I love it. <laughs> How do you feel about like the exclusivity part of actually being in a group? Like, do you have any particular requirements people have to meet to get in or is it something that or do you recommend that trying to make having a more exclusive group versus just a public group? What's your philosophy on that? Um, so the what I've read about this in terms of best practices in groups is to make it closed because that does one is the privacy thing, but also two, um, it feels more exclusive and it feels more kind of mm-hmm. private like group. So I would say a closed group is the way to go, and then definitely utilize those questions mm-hmm. um, and utilize them to the think of 
what information do I want? So, you know, everybody's always saying like, pull your readers, talk to your readers about X, Y, Z. I change those questions periodically. You know, I might have one that always says, you just kind of weed out, you know, um, kind of the element that you want. But then that second question, or even third, you really can be, right now, when I was moving to paranormal, it was, do you also read paranormal? Just kind of getting a sense of who's coming into the group. So Mm -hmm. kind of utilize those questions, too, to to get some information that you want. um, But definitely, definitely utilize them. Because I think just yesterday, Facebook you know, took out like 21 Russian groups that were specifically trying to infiltrate groups. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to kind of keep that element out. But yeah, closed is kind of the um, recommendation. I I spend a lot of my time on this group, the Book Faces Live group, just filtering out people like who are all manner of countries just trying to join this group. And uh, I only have one question, which is like, are you a are you a robot from the future sent back in time to be spammy? (laughs) And a lot of them will answer yes. (laughs) I'm like, Okay, you're not in the group. <laughs> and it's, That's the, awesome. you know, it's just like there's it's it's funny how I love it. Just having one question, any question, even a nonsense question yeah. like that just one. Just something will to help you yeah. out so much just because some people just won't answer the question or they'll just put gibberish in there and you're like, Well, this yeah. is clearly not a human being even. So <laughs> let's let's go ahead and weed those out and uh, I love it. some problems. I might um, change my questions now and make them a little more clever. <laughs> yeah, I get some really fun responses. Like I get some really like, you know, a lot of Terminator references and a lot of fun. And awesome. I, I get that people are like, oh, you're, you're having fun with this question. And I don't think people feel in any way intimidated by it. Intimidated. They get, I love it. They get from the tone that it's goofy. Um, but if you, can't awesome. pick on, if you can't pick up on that, then that's probably another <laughs> sign that you're also a robot. So maybe you wouldn't be a good fit No robots group. in this group. Yeah. Um, we only want the clever, witty robots. I love so, it. oh, this is this is cool. There's some good good tips here, some good content. Um, so, what are the best places for if people want to, you know, chat with you some more? Because obviously, why wouldn't they? Um, uh-huh. Where where else is the best place for them to come actually connect with you directly, especially like for authors and also just for readers? Yeah, so for authors launching indie, so it's launching indie and uh, you know, kind of launching an indie career, launching to the next level type of thing. Um, so launching indie is the author place where I am every day. And then, um, as a reader, I'm at Cecilia Mecca everywhere. So at Cecilia Mecca on Instagram. Again, I love Twitter. So I start my day with Twitter, believe it or not. I have, I have Twitter lists of authors. I like to retweet people. So I, you can always find me on Twitter, but Instagram, Facebook, wherever, but I'm at Cecilia Mecca everywhere. Okay. Really cool. Any, um, last before you go, um, any good tips as far as reference material for anything that you've really learned a lot from that you could share? Maybe, I don't know, books or any of the other resources that you think would have good information about groups and social media for authors? Yeah, I mean, I mentioned Mari Smith. I follow mm-hmm. her on Facebook. Um, Neil Patel, I follow. Hmm. Uh, I use Feedly, which is like a feed aggregator. And so after Twitter, the next place I usually go is Feedly, and I'll bring it to me. I mean, because you're busy and you have don't have a lot of time, or I don't have a lot of time, and most of us don't, you know, we're wearing multiple hats, I think that, that Feedly is amazing. So if you find um, a great blog or website, you can stick it into the Feedly, so every day it will bring me the top stories, so I don't have to go out and look for them. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's F-E-E-D-L-Y, and it's just a feed aggregator. I absolutely love that. Um, if you do find groups and, and blog posts and things like that that you follow. Social Media Examiner, you can't go wrong. I check the, that's They're in my feed. I check them every day. Um, yeah, hmm. those are some. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Those, those are solid tips because I think 
part of the the fun of these social interactions and these connecting with other authors is like we all have the same problems, but we all ha- we've come up with different solutions. Yeah. So that's I true. always love having these conversations because it's like, well, what's Cecilia's solution to this? Because yeah. she's <laughs> have a different solution. And then you know, next week we can talk to somebody else, and they have another solution. So isn't that um, cool? It is super cool, which I think is is great. So I just love I love the interaction. I love learning from from each other this way, which is that's really awesome. Cool. But um, I know you have a lot of writing to do. I've eaten into your, your morning writing time, so okay. we'll let you get back to it. Um, but I appreciate you coming on this special morning episode of uh, Book Faces, and it's been a lot of fun, as always. Always. Anytime, Nathan. It's always nice hanging out with you here, so thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. And uh, thanks, everyone, for watching and for listening. Uh, we, if you have comments later, feel free to drop them, and we'll try to get Cecilia back uh, to respond to your comments in for the sure. comment section. So thanks, everyone, for watching, and we'll see you again next week. Yeah.